0: Today, it is the Sunday before Lent. We are going to read uh, from the Gospel of John. And it is the story of Jesus who tells people that he is the bread of life. And this story comes just after the story of Jesus who fed 5,000 people with uh, two fishes and five breads. And some of you might see an uh, interesting link to the days we are celebrating now, because we are celebrating with all these sweet buns. I don't know if you have seen it or bought it in the coffee shops, but they are selling, we call it fastelavns And um, we eat all these uh, buns filled with cream and jam topped with sugar. And you could, uh, okay, maybe I'm going to, I'm going to say that for later on. And I'm going to read text with this in our background. It's uh, chapter 6 in the Gospel of John, verse 22 to 40. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the other side of the lake saw that there had been only one boat there. They also saw that Jesus had not got into the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate the fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him He who has sent him who who he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see and believe you? What works are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but this my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread, always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. Everything that the Father gives me will come to you, and anyone who comes to me will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. This is indeed the will of my Father, that all who see the Son and believe in him may have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Tuesday to come is the last day of Lent. Then then we will fill our stomach with these buns, getting ready for 40 days of fast. Well, this was uh, the custom earlier, but interesting enough, a lot of people don't really remember or noticed that there is a period After this uh, feast, after the celebration, and that we do celebrate to highlight the time to come. Why don't we remember and long for the Lent? I wonder. I think uh, a lot, or it uh, definitely has to do something uh, about the economy. Yeah, economy, uh, and the fact that uh, coffee shops and restaurants. They don't gain a lot of money by advertising for Lent, I would think. But I'll uh, leave that side of the story uh, and visit another side of the story of our society. I thought it was very nice when uh, when, uh, we gathered today and talked about how we come uh, to to believe from very different uh, ways. Uh, or from different lives, yeah? And I'm going to tell you a bit about my, my story. I grew up in a small town up in the mountains in Norway, and uh, I'm a priest's uh, daughter, uh, and it's uh, about uh, 1,600 people living there. And my uh, vision or view of the society was that everyone was Christian, Everyone belonged to the church. Everyone belonged to God. Of course, there was these few people that said they didn't belong, and there were several Muslims living around in the neighborhood. But still, I had a strong feeling that we we were on the same team. We uh, we did belong to the same uh, church, the same belief. Yeah. But through life... I understood two things, um, maybe a bit more than two things, but uh, definitely two things. I've understood that uh, some people don't want, to, well, don't want to be part, don't want to be included, and that's okay. I, I, <laughs> I think it's uh, strange, uh, but no, yeah. But still, of course, it's not everything that we want to be included in, so I respect that part. Uh, and then I also started to get a lot of good friends that um, that quite clearly uh, put other people outside the box and said that, oh, these aren't Christians, uh, or these don't belong to the church. They could, for example, hear how people weren't Christians um, uh, Yeah, in what they said, if they uh, swear or if they do stuff like that. And they could question whether or not others uh, felt it hard enough, believed hard enough. So, you have these thoughts on, the, on one hand, and then you have actions on the others. I think that's a very interesting part. And then uh, my friends could say, oh, I can see that these people, they are not Christians and I wondered why, but uh, but it was because they they drink alcohol and and swear, yeah, and they are, and they were part of all these non-Christian uh, uh, gangs, for example. And I thought that that was kind of strange because <clears throat> you might know this one guy uh, that we tend to talk a lot about that did something quite similar. He hang out with people that weren't religious in the right way and he drank wine with them. And I think you can guess who he is. It's Jesus. Well, I don't think it's all that clear who follows Jesus, if we look at actions. Some people can say, okay, these aren't Christians because we see that they do this and this. But we can also see that, oh, but the same people are Christians because they have some other values or they have some other um, actions that we also connect to to the church and to the teachings of Jesus. So, I think it's interesting to kind of try to follow uh, this way of um, putting people in boxes. And I'm going to to drag you with me through uh, how I look at Norway, for example. Because I look at Norway as a uh, Christian uh, society in many ways. Because we have all these laws and we have uh, a lot of social rules that uh, most people do follow and that are built on the Ten Commandments, for example. And <clears throat> I think, yeah, here we, have, uh, here we have what I have seen. We don't kill, that's the fifth commandment. We don't steal that's the seventh commandment. We don't uh, like when others tell lies and we often get a really bad feeling if we try to tell lies ourselves. That's the eighth commandment. And uh, families are a fundamental institution in the society. That's the fourth and the sixth commandment. And then most stores are closed on Sundays and people that uh, haven't uh, they don't have like life uh, Um, important uh, jobs. They tend to have the Sunday off. That's the third commandment. And a lot of people that uh, know that I'm a priest or that comes into a church, they try not to swear. So that's also the second commandment. And all in all, I've counted now seven of the commandments, for example and uh, to go to um, go more to the, to jesus we are quite a trustworthy society we forgive when uh, we do wrong and we do believe in new beginnings and even though family is a uh, fundamental institution in uh, and we like uh, family we look look at families it's still not the source of value we are all unique and valuable, by being created and by belonging to Jesus. You might remember the story of someone telling Jesus that his mother and brothers are standing outside, but Jesus, he turns the whole thing around and says that these people around me here inside, they are my brothers and sisters and mothers and So he turns our thought of family and value to be connected to him instead. Our value is um, by following Jesus, by being created, instead of uh, being born into the right family. Yes. So there's probably, and there's probably a lot of other examples that we can find for this. Um, most people what I'm going to say now most people maneuver according to a set of values even though we don't recognize where all these values come from so I've learned that some people don't want to be included in Christian groups or in what we call Christians and I've also learned that some people have a much more exclusive thought of who belongs and who are real followers of Jesus. And now you sit here and probably wonder, why is she telling all these things? But what does this have to do with the text? Well, Jesus tells us not to work for bread or food that perishes. Work for the food that endures for life. And he accuses these people that comes that uh, that they come for more of this bread that they got the other day, and that that's the only reason why they come. And then he tries to take uh, he tries to wake them up and uh, see and make them see that there is bread where this bread comes from. He tries to make them see where. The bread from heaven, manna, also comes from, and he tries to, um, or he wants to make them notice an other bread than this um, bread that we eat every morning. He wants them to notice the bread of life. And I wonder if we, as people of 2023, living in a society founded on values, That God and Jesus taught us are so used to having food on our table that we don't really know how it is to be hungry or how good the bread tastes if we try to live without it for a while. And when I now talk about bread, I mean both the bread that we can eat every morning and the bread, the life, bread of life of Jesus himself. We are entering a time of Lent, and we often hear that people stop uh, eating, for example, or stop using uh, social media so that we can experience life without it, so that we can have time to uh, read the Bible or be in prayer, um, or so that we shift our mindset, for example. So then, here is my controversial question. If we are to recognize life of bread, bread of life, I mean, the bread that endures, should we then try to live without it for a time? Should we try to picture the world without anyone following the Ten Commandments? Should we live as if there is no forgiveness, no trust, no and no value for human being in the simple fact that we are created? That's the question for today. And if we have a very exclusive thought of who are and who aren't Christian, then I also wonder if we should uh, not try to fill with something they don't think they like, they don't think they want, but maybe try to change the mindset. Can we try to point out the bread of life we and most people around us uh, taste and eat and see, yeah, and see if this isn't so, that we all actually like the bread. Okay, we follow Jesus in many different ways in our society, but we are not always conscious where it comes from. Maybe we need to be a bit hungry to be able to taste it. Maybe we can make ourselves and others aware that a lot of our values that we built our society on comes from the life of Jesus and from the commandments that uh, Moses received and a lot of other thoughts and stories from the Bible. And can we then maybe have a new and honest talk about whether or not we want these values and this type of society I think we will recognize that we do, we do like it. Because if we do want these uh, values, and if we are able to see the society without them, it might be easier to turn our focus on Jesus and taste the bread that endures. Together, we can turn toward the light that always shines even though we often can't see it because it's just in the background of it all. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.